Sup, fuckers? Welcome to Spiritual Successor Comedy Video Game Design Podcast, where we take your wonderful, delicious, horrible video game ideas and turn them into the next AAA video game titles. I am one of your hosts, Blake Ray. I'm in a fast-ass mood because I had to pause Poppy to do this damn thing. AJ, and introduce now, yourself. God. I'm AJ Hart, and I also want to finish this episode so that we can finish the podcast as soon as we can so that we can get back fucking, to listening to Poppy. I was he listening won't to Poppy. stop listening to Poppy. I was listening to Poppy. All the, this whole conversation, AJ and I were having a bunch of conversations. We were talking about the buyout, you know, by Blizzard and all, you know, like the serious topics, right? Um, they the bought time- a company for more than the entirety worth of Jamaica. <laughs> Fuck, really? Whoa, I didn't know that. $70 okay. billion dollars is more than Fuck. many countries. God, okay. You know, okay, but here. Here's the thing. Sorry, we, no, the, we, we don't, yeah, I don't have anything I, like wild or funny to say about it. It's just like <laughs> they bought a company for more than countries are worth. Okay, that's a that's a bummer. That's a bummer. But you know what isn't a bummer? $69 Fashion. AJ, billion. Dollars. AJ, 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 yeah. AJ. So What's I wanted I want to talk to you about something. So okay. every, every now and again, I, I think about, you know, what you and I make on Patreon and like the returns that we get on this podcast. And I think, okay, what can I spend that money on that isn't productive? Um, I've been watching a lot of poppy music videos, and I gotta say, I'm a changed man. AJ, my outfit clearly does not have enough glitter, doesn't have enough buckles, and it doesn't have enough layers, because fucking every music video poppy is in, she's fucking killing it. Like, I saw her God, dress. God, stop. Dude, I cannot imagine so the idea of you with Ooh. glitter, Blake, because the idea of I you being Mr. Flannel and tall it. boots now being fucking all glittery it, as if you're some lumberjack fairy? Yes, that rips. <laughs> I'm a lumberjack. I'm like a fae lumberjack, basically. Yes. <laughs> Fucking hey, dude! I want you in like a flannel and then some like crazy like neon green, neon purple pants. I would, do, dude. I would so fucking do that and then do my nails. And you know what the best thing is? Like, um, little anybody anybody who likes eyelashes at home, you're gonna get a little bit jelly faced. For some reason, um, every I, I have really long eyelashes. I and I guess that's just like a really popular because you're thing. so beautiful and cool. Well, th- Thank you, BB. Thank you. Um, but like, like my friend Lucy, um, a, a mutual friend of AJ and I's, uh, she came up to me one time and she's like, "Are you wearing eyeliner?" I'm like, "No, these are all natural, baby." And she's like, and she literally she got mad at me. So I'd lace that shit up. And your I'd, vegetables. I'd, I'd lace that shit up with glitter, dude. And I'd just be fucking. I. Mm, mm. So. Do I it. Need, hey, I Blake, don't do it. Get some neon here, green nails the, painted by the, the thing, time though, you think, come down and visit next weekend. I think poppy fashion is very expensive, though. Um, so I don't know how much I can ball on a budget with that one. I can pop you on a budget, but if it's definitely a Google. goal. So. <laughs> I like accidentally just, Googled poopy instead of poppy. My bad. Um, I mean, so if I Google poppy. <laughs> dude, look, dude, like, oh, fuck. Like her outfit from, uh, what's it called? Is it X? I think it is. Um, no, it's not X. It's it's the one where she's, uh, God, I honestly, I don't. I forgot know. she was locked in a box at some awards show. That's very funny and cool of her. See, I always thought like, I'm, hey, guys, I know this is a video game podcast and all that stuff, but I'm just going to sit here and talk about. No, poppy it's a, a poppy fan like, cast. Because I'm like, actually. I'm a, I, I, like I, I, OK, AJ and I talked about this. I think we talked about it on a Let's Play or we talked about it on a previous episode. But I love experimental content, not stuff that is like 
you know, like, oh, this is experimental and you have to find your own meaning. Tree of life bullshit. I hate stuff like that. I hate stuff like that. I love But you love stuff con- that's kind of bad on purpose. No, 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 no. E- even that stuff, I'm like, okay, haha, Room's a bad movie. It's super great. I mean, no, it, no, it's, but the it's Room's not once, bad on like, purpose. Like, I, that's different and you know uh, it. Uh, okay, that, okay, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. But the idea of being experimental while still taking into account the coherency that the 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 um how coherent the end result is to an audience i think that's the content i love and that's all of poppy shit and like i only heard like maybe one poppy song like forever ago and i was just like for some reason my brain was just like no i don't dig this and then i listened to girls in bikinis that shit rocks i listened to fucking scary mask that shit rocks low life i mean that one's like that's pretty standard but like peach beat bleach blonde baby voicemail all of those songs are just so weird and it is and it has shaped me into a new human being so i'm gonna try and bring that weird energy into this podcast episode today aj I can i hit you with the- I, i'll be honest okay. i didn't have blake being a poppy stan on my bingo card this year here's my question have you dedicated a tweet deck column to Poppy yet? And no, if not, I, I, why not? <laughs> I, I don't use tweet deck for anything other than business. Like well, Twitter, you could use I, it for business <laughs> and defending Poppy. Honestly, AJ. Okay, here's another can of worms. Ever since I realized that um, if I'm going to be a, a person in, in the public space, I'm not saying we're, our bubble's huge, but it, it, we do have a circle of influence. Oh, we are niche I, internet <laughs> influencers. I, I really needed to clean up my Twitter. So all of my, so now that I'm, I realize something, now that I do all of my smut and shit posting on Instagram where my history is obscure, I just don't go on Twitter all that much You're anymore. You're a coward. <laughs> I mean, I still follow them on. I still follow like funny accounts on Twitter. I just don't like anything anymore. Because there like, was a moment where Instagram <laughs> did let you see your friends' likes, That's and like they had horrifying. a separate feed for just when oh, your friends no. had likes. It no, was the no, pits. No, 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 I learned so much about so many people in ways I did not I mean, ever you intend. S- you still get something like that. Like if you both, if you and a friend get recommended the same image, it'll let you know if a friend liked an image that was recommended to you. So like if you see smut that was recommended to you that i liked don't tell me about it don't tell anybody about it aj you're my friend i'm going to to tell twitter about it you can you can (laughs) run away to instagram but if i see an instagram post that's like blinker i liked this i'm screenshotting it and posting it on twitter and i'm tagging you okay this one comes to us, you know, we're a game design podcast. We can't all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I saw you made the jump without poppy. the segue. You just have to go for it now. Don't be tripping all over yourself. Bro, the, go if for made it. it. You ditched the segue yeah. and you did a sick jump. Don't fucking Dude, if, if they fucking, cower okay. out now. If they've made it 129 episodes, they, they, get, they get what this they podcast is They know what we do about. here. Yes, yes. This one comes to us from. Hold on. This one comes to us on Twitter from Blue Bowser Stan account at Koopa Kirby rhythm game where you play as a newscaster and you have to read the teleprompter in the weird news reporter cadence. So one thing I haven't seen, imagine Dance Dance Revolution. I mean, actually, is that just I, I, I guess I didn't think about this. This, but is, this rock is, band, is just karaoke. No, this is just karaoke, isn't it? Yeah, this uh, is just like, karaoke. <laughs> well, it's a little it's like, bit different because it's like karaoke. But what if instead of doing karaoke for a song, you were doing karaoke for the news or karaoke uh-huh. for the Anchorman movie? Mm-hmm. Yo, what if there was karaoke for movies? Hear me Karyo- out. What do you? 
You mean just reading the scripts? Oh yeah, that's that sounds exciting. No, 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 no. I mean, <laughs> hey, like, welcome you to my get table all of your friends together. Where we have no, to read okay, all shut of up, the rejected. Shut up, shut up. Wait, actually, no. You... AJ, you're into something. It's all of the rejected movies. It's all the rejected no, scripts that have no, to be read. No, it's not. Okay. What I'm okay. proposing is, you know how when we went and saw Rocky Horror Picture Show, we yes. had a great time. We danced. Yes. We slow danced in the aisles. I made out with you a and stranger. me. Slow danced in the aisles, and you got lipstick all over my jacket, and that is still the like the. I still have lipstick on my jacket. It's the funniest thing you can't quit me <laughs> um so there was a moment where when or not even a moment the whole time the whole time you're watching rocky or picture show what's happening on the stage right in front of the giant screen of the movie blake people are making out no well i was doing that but no the, <laughs> closer to the screen closer to the uh, screen there's actors that are reenacting uh -huh. the entire movie saying the lines with the people are you talking about the people that like hoist up the giant chrome penis. And yes, just, like, I'm talking about the showrunners. I'm talking about the people that are there for the Rocky Horror Picture Show, performing yeah. the Rocky Horror Picture Show as you are watching the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, yeah. I want to do that for everything. I want to be able to be like, hey, come on over, friends. Uh, me and my other friends are going to be doing a live performance of the labyrinth while we watch, oh. while we have the labyrinth on in the background. We're going to mute the labyrinth. So that we can oh. we can say all the lines. And if we ever get tripped up and we're not sure what the lines are, we'll just turn our head to the screen and read the lines. Could you do okay, how do we is there a way we can gamify this? Is like is there a mechanic to where people can vote on who's doing better? Or there's like, hey, Actually, you know, it'd be kind of fun. Let me just. No, add I think it's like a karaoke thing. I don't want no, it to be scored. I want a new form of art. I want a new no. way for us to engage with people. Okay, let me let me let me add this to you then. So okay. what if this? So what if you do? So let's use Labyrinth as an example. Like, what's the uh -huh. big song from Labyrinth? Is it? It's jump uh, magic. Ju jump yeah, magic. Jump. I, I, I know so dance. little about that movie other than that they Stop had a guy baby, make it like free. they had a guy like fake his hand in instead of David Bowie's to do the orb thing. That's like the only other thing I know about hey, that movie. Don't fucking pretend you don't know what the orb thing is called. You know, I don't. I don't know what, what do you it mean is. You don't. Is it is it or it's not Orbeez. No, that's the thing you put in a pool and then it, and then it explodes. <laughs> okay. right? No, keep going. I want to see how long it takes you to remember the name of the contact uh, ball juggling. Fuck, Freddie Wong did a whole video on this. Freddie Wong he? did do a very funny video about it. Um, <laughs> Come on. Uh, it's like some it feels like some Shazam would scream like Zach. <laughs> like, you know. Right? It, it feels like that, doesn't it? No, you're right. It's actually my power word. If I Fui, say fui, it, I become... Fuigi balls? Fuigi balls? Oh, you are so close. It's on the tip of your tongue. Fuigi balls? Fuigi balls? Uh, Fushigi. Fu oh, fuego balls. Yes. Okay. No, Fushigi, um. you dumb... <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> see, I got it. So that's a good okay, fact that you have about me, them replacing <laughs> David Bowie's arms with another man who did know how to do okay. fushigi. Okay, two things, two things, because this brings a very fun idea to me. So one, the the random element and the wrinkle in this is that before every scene, 
um, a random player is told what to uh, is given an assigned role. So you don't know. It's like, AJ, you're a big fan of the jump magic jump sequence, but you don't know if you're going to get selected. But at the top of the screen, you see at the, you know, or at the top of the scene, you at the top in, in the screen, it says, uh, AJ, I mean, it says Blake and Brooke do this scene. A, a Blake is going to play the Fushigi master and uh, Brooke is going to play the small Jareth little child. the Goblin King, please. Uh, is, I, I know him as David Bowie. Um. <laughs> it is Jareth the Goblin King, and I will demand AJ, that you put some AJ, respect on his name. AJ, are you ready to lose all of our fan base? Because I have something I'm going to drop on you. What? I don't like Labyrinth all that much. I watched fuck, it and I'm like, fuck the audience. Movie... You lost me as a co-host. <laughs> <laughs> it falls into that same cap, that same fucking like area of movies where everybody's like, I'm okay. Okay. Hold on. And let me, let me rephrase this because these no, are because comparable. it's one of the it, best movies ever made. First of all, second of all, say David the same Bowie's thing about Donnie Darko, but it's also like, that's a no, shitty Donnie movie. Darko. Okay. It's a, <laughs> the movie's a shitty movie and nobody says it. I was on a date once and I said, Hey, this movie sucks. And they walked out of the Best Buy we were in. I never saw them again, AJ. That's how serious. Wait, pe- wait about which movie? Donnie Darko? <laughs> Donnie, Dar- Donnie Darko. Yes. I've never <laughs> seen Donnie Darko, but here's what I will assume about Stupid. Donnie Darko. Is that it, it won't make the me killing smile moon. That's like, the only good thing about it. It probably doesn't make me smile like the labyrinth does. No, because the labyrinth one's a depressing has so many movie smiles per minute. There's so many good times where you're like, yeah, bud. The little orange guys that do their funny little dance and take their heads off. Yeah, bud. I don't, I don't even little, remember that. The fun little old remember. man that's got the flamingo on his back and he says, please leave your contributions in the little box. That, see, yeah, bud. The little, the little was caterpillar. Like the cool, yeah, was so bud. cool. That's the only thing I know about it. But I, either way, we're getting off, we're getting off topic. So what what I'm so what I'm suggesting here is you're playing magical chairs every scene. So it's like you oh, don't know. Yes. So you be like, okay, and then you I, root who did the best in their scene every yes, time. But I yes. don't get to play Jareth the deep, the Goblin King every single time. Sometimes Wait a second. I gotta play Hobble. AJ, hold on, we're on to something here. What if this is like Hoggle? Sorry, no, this I is um, what's name. what's it what's it called when uh when an actor goes in and does a script read to see if they can get the role? Like I think it's just your uh, an audition, your, an audition. This is what this is. So remember in when we played Jackbox with 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 our group TKO, it's like you can see how long of a streak somebody has with like the best T-shirt. What uh-huh. if this is something like auditions? So it's like, hey, you and I are going up and the audience, whoever's on the couch, gets to vote who stays in for the next yes. round so, so okay you have, yes yeah. so in yes. the first couple scenes everybody goes up and like it's swapping cast wildly like every time somebody's new on screen it's changing or every time somebody reappears on screen for the first 20 minutes it's changing who's supposed to be playing them and yes. then there will be a small intermission 20 minutes into the movie where they say all right everybody we're going to have everybody vote for who gets what roles for the rest of the watch time so mm-hmm. if i didn't fucking kill it as hoggle in the first 20 minutes i don't get to play hoggle for no, the rest of the movie i think no i think it's got to be i i think the goal is is to do the entire movie like this as musical chairs yeah, I, I don't know i kind of like the idea of it locking i because you proposed the idea of the audition and i love uh-huh. the idea that for the first 20 minutes you are auditioning for every role to your watch party and no. then you are assigned who like everybody gets to uh, say okay, i think that I you did a great saying. job as this character so you're going to do them for the rest of the time 
Oh, so it's it's kind of like when you play Until Dawn or like Man from Medan with a bunch of friends and then you just like, hey, you're going to play this character. And anytime they come up, you get to make their decisions or do their quick time. Yes, but that so is like, that is done. Mm-hmm. That decision of who gets to play what is done after I have forced you to read one line for every character first mm-hmm, so that I can really mm-hmm. get just to get a little sampling of what Blake is like as every character from Donnie Darko before I decide who I want Blake I'm, to be. Hello, I'm a rabbit. Hello, here's a plastic bag that i'm filming actually no that's uh that's that what's that uh american beauty (laughs) they both have have dumb teens who are like angsty about the world and just i okay (laughs) this is a bit but yes if you like donnie darko like you're you're more than welcome to like donnie darko i hate it um, but if it mean if it's meaningful, but it's fine. To you, Blake has bad that. opinions about movies, as based on his labyrinth opinion. Bam! That's why I'm not a successful filmmaker. I haven't. Made... <laughs> <laughs> you heard, you heard it here. I'm officially that one podcast guy that just shits on movies. No, please God, I don't want to be. Motherfucker, that. that's every podcaster. <laughs> that's what you're doing now. <laughs> yeah, but then here I am. Uh, actually, did I, I didn't throw any compliment. Man, I did just take two movies and be like, these are shitty movies huh <laughs> damn bud you really are a, just a guy with a podcast would you like a new video game idea hello dear listener it's me your favorite white cis male with a beard that is not kempt i hate movies <laughs> so this yes, submission comes to... from alley cap on twitter at millennium hoo-ha a racing game where subterfuge is more important than the actual race cut other oh. cars brakes pay off other racers to lose and do whatever it takes to win this so, is oh, so good cool. so it's like it, the game do you actually even like uh, my question is is this just a game that takes place like sandbox style before the race or is it and the race just you see the results of it or is it like the sandbox where you cut all the lines, break the deals, do all of like the puzzly sandboxy elements, and then you get to experience the race, where which might be more interesting because you can see the actual results of the havoc of the yes. havoc you've wrought. But you need to be people... able to see and feel the havoc caused by other people. But I want there to be here's yeah. the yeah. the three phases I'm imagining for the game. Phase mm-hmm. one, you've arrived at the car place. The car race place, the racetrack. That's the word I was digging for. You are Mm -hmm. at the racetrack and you get to run around Hitman style. And so are all of your competitors. And you're running around and you're interacting with the world. You're seeing where other people have stationed their vehicles. And you can hack, cut, mess with all sorts of things. The second phase is the Mm -hmm. checkover phase. You get four minutes to look over your vehicle. No, you get a minute and a half to look over your vehicle and double check that anything has been double check if anything has been done to it so that you can try to repair it. Then Mm -hmm. you go into the race. Mm -hmm. Can I can I combine this with another submission? Because I feel like we add an extra bit of stank. Yes, you can combine it. That's one of my favorite things to do on this show. So uh, this one comes to us on Twitter from Redis at Redis Astronaut. Madden sports game, but you keep getting unskippable cutscenes about the athletes' personal lives on and off the field. And the cutscenes start to give you dialogue options. The goal is to win the big game, and how you interact with the athletes' personal lives affects the team. So imagine a sandbox style hey, game wait, like did you were we saying. Just make, did we just make Telltale Speed Racer? No, shut up. Um, <laughs> no, that was... <laughs> No, that was mean. I don't know why I said shut up. I'm just 
<laughs> that was mean of me. Um, no, what what I'm getting at is is like okay, you have this sandbox style game where you have to go manage your relationships with not only the other racers and their teams, but your own team. Maybe if you don't have a good enough relationship with your team, they start to fuck you up. What if your pit crew doesn't have your back during these races? And every time... <laughs> or more importantly, stank- somebody has paid off your crew to be back in the pit. And then there's like this mystery element. Maybe that's the overarching narrative is like finding out like maybe the first race... Whoa, hold on a second. We're on to something here. So well, what if... Okay, what we need to decide really quick. Are we imagining this as a, fir- as a single player experience or a multiplayer experience? Because this is a I single, love the idea of trying to sabotage other people's cars. No, I think this is a single player experience because then we can have more fun in like actually designing things. Just like assuming people are going to... I don't know if they're I, I don't know if that's fun because also the other submission of Rita's talked about cutscenes and cutscenes implies that you're dealing with NPCs and like a narrative there. So what if like every time you do some major thing in the sandbox, it triggers some sort of unskippable cutscene that then contributes to like your relationships or it's like it contributes to the uh, uh, I'm just I'm just trying to think of like. Um, how can we combine those two things? Because I don't think you can I think do we that can in do a multiplayer both. sense. I think, I think we can have incredibly long, unskippable cutscenes in a multiplayer matchmaking game mm-hmm. for two reasons. One, it's very funny. Two, it's already <laughs> been done in an MMO that I they people play regularly. Actually, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Final Fantasy fourteen has a bit. I forget oh, the name yeah, of right. it. You where the at the end of the one of the major story arcs, you are forced. You can do like a big moment where like you get like sixty four people all running one mission together. There are multiple very long cutscenes that are not skippable that you must watch when you run this event. Fuck. Okay. So what if this is a game where you are four people released in a little car racetrack? There are points where the game will stop and it'll be like, all right, based on all of these things that happened, you get to see this cutscene. Can can I? I'm imagining something akin to. Do you remember? Do you remember Kirby's Air Ride? Oh, of course. It was a great game. Kirby's Air Ride was a great game because the yeah, gimmick yeah, yeah, was that yeah. you were just driving around in this little space. You were picking up upgrades and different vehicles so that you could go into the mini games and do better in the mini games. That would happen mm-hmm. on a timer. There were also mm-hmm. public events that were happening in the overworld that you were constantly driving around in. Kirby's Air Ride is one of the coolest games ever, and it's a real shame that nothing has like come out to try to emulate that vibe. Because I, I think racing games aren't like people just aren't hot about them as they used to be like during like the need for speed like ps2 early xbox days like i just don't think people like them um but i mean but then again like i think that there one, is that an one... audience for them but i think that they've continued to steer more into the simulator style of game yeah, rather than like real just a fun cart game yeah we no we don't have pure anymore like that was like the racing game of my of my youth because it had like wolf mother as part of the soundtrack oh and yeah. i'm like and you would just like, I remember, I, God, see, that that game was great because you would go off of, they tried playing it realistic and being like, yeah, this is like hyper realistic. But then you would go off of a, like, a, you would jump off of a fucking mountain and you would just like be riding the air <laughs> doing like trick after trick after trick. And then you would be, you would have fallen like a thousand feet, which would have killed you. But it's like, nah, Car man, it, you land right as like the fucking drum solo from White Unicorn ends. And it's like, oh, God, <laughs> you know, it's, oh, man, I love that. 
that shit. So um, what if this is me, a game that I, you are given to this open area? You can run around. You can bribe people. You can earn money. You can upgrade your car. And every now and again, at like 20 minute intervals or something like that, another scene from the movie that we have created happens. Dependent on who has been paid off, have people given enough money to the pit crew to trigger them to do this movement in the game. Can I pitch you on something that makes the like the unskippable cutscenes more of like a like a strategy thing, um, but also Go still on. like a pain in the ass. So every time you make some sort of action where you are bribing somebody, you are uh, going in and personally cutting somebody's brake lines or cables or just or stuff um, that triggers a cutscene, you are opted to stay and watch that entire cutscene. Um, because if you don't, you can it, you are basically cutting somebody off. So it's like to maintain your relationships, you need to le hear what they have to say or uh, talk to them or be there for them or carry a conversation on. The stank of it, though, my friend, is that even though this conversation is happening and this cutscene is happening, the world is still moving in real time around you. So if you are locked into this cutscene, somebody could be in your fucking pit garage cutting your brake lines and you wouldn't even know because you're stuck in this cutscene so you have to weigh this thing of like okay how long can i stay in this cutscene without piss you know or it's like i can't stay in this cutscene because i know somebody's on their way to fuck my shit up right now and if so you leave the cutscene then whatever is happening in the moment like will happen without the agency of your character yeah if you are in the middle of an argument with somebody and you skip the rest of it that character will stay mad at you for the rest of the game yeah if you are yes. in the middle of yes. if the cutscene is somebody being robbed and your character is not there then you lose a bunch of money Ooh, god this okay this is this is fun this is fun also just the idea the title of this ain't my scene uh just seared into my brain for a second and it's okay. just like the we'll idea find the a whole, way to we'll find a way game. to car that up somehow yeah car <laughs> uh let's just do just do the standard like a need for need for conversation as all yeah, humans do great you <laughs> nailed it yeah that's a, that's, that's a game name let me give you a game submission. How about that? Okay. Man, uh, I'm thinking I, about Kirby up... Air Ride again now, man. Okay. I mean, like, tell the audience, like, what's your favorite Kirby Air Ride story while I'm looking for submissions? It was just, like, it was the kind of game that, like, when new things were happening on the map, it was so exciting to be like, hey, a little text blurb on the bottom is saying something about a volcano erupting. What's up with that? And so you drive over to where the volcano is, and sure enough, it's erupting. But now, because it's erupted, you could potentially fly down into the volcano because it's erupted and the lava isn't there anymore. And there's all sorts of little bonuses and goodies down there. Huh? Oh, okay. Like, there were so many cool That's world events fun, that happened. It's like, Have you not played Kirby Air Ride? No, but I mean, like, I remember going over to a friend's house and, like, playing it, but... I, I didn't I didn't play it enough to get into like seeing the active world like that. That's wicked cool. I don't know why yeah. that. I mean, I, I don't feel like that. Game it was, was a super, party game with an open with like an overworld that was constantly upgrading and like huh, or changing. And you would like like, let's say you were getting you found a vehicle that's really good at flying. Then maybe if you go over to the parking garage and you jump off the top, you might be able to fly into like one of the upper windows of the skyscraper. And then you could go in there and see what's in there to pick up and gather around. God, what And all of the Kirby little games? things that you picked up those. would be upgrades for your vehicle. That way, mm -hmm. when the timer hit and it said, hey, we're going on to another challenge, you would be upgraded based on all of your pickups. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. OK, that's OK. That's cute. That's awesome. 
Um, I love that, and I and I want in on that. I I didn't have a GameCube, so I couldn't I couldn't play that stuff. That's why I had to go over to a friend's house. Um, but I have a game submission for you if you if you want to hear it, or you still want to talk about Kirby Air Ride. No, it's fine. We don't have to talk about Kirby's Air Ride, the greatest oh. Kirby thing ever, and maybe one of the I best games on the GameCube period. Un no, Nightmare in Dreamland is an amazing game. What are you talking about? Um, this one comes to us from Dr. Peener at Dr. Underscore Peener, a game where you examine old photos, footage, paintings, and hieroglyphics to find time travelers. So here's my idea for this. One of the big things that people are hypothesizing about our current generation and how future generations will look at it, um, or they think of like, okay, information in the future is going to become currency, and there are going to be jobs that particularly that... that there are going to be jobs that their sole focus is going off of all of the, going through all of the information we as a society have generated now. Facebook posts, photos, um, videos that we've made. What if, what if we are playing as this worker in the future doing this desk job, having to look through memes of like, I has cheeseburger era, trying to find time travelers in new grounds or trying to, trying to find time travelers in that crazy hellish era that was like the neopets like so you're Neopet trying to look back on neopets and try to find the earliest instance of the case 69 as a sex joke and you're just trying to figure out like <laughs> no, okay no 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 when no. was this done is this a time I traveler I'm wondering, no, 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 no. I'm wondering if you can do, if we can try and do this game. So it's like it, the basic premise is, is like, you're some guy that is trying to find some, uh, some time traveler who went back to the I has. Yeah. You're trying to find evidence era. of a time traveler. Um, or evidence of time travelers would be where, things like what? It's, I, well, I'm thinking, so going off the submission, they said me, they said photos and videographs and hieroglyphics. What if you have to like see old like meme pictures and like there's something different about them? Then you have to track this trail of this time traveler through all of the memes that they like we you and I mutually knew somebody that their whole thing was that they desperately wanted to become a meme for whatever reason they just wanted their face to be a meme what if a person like that knew what uh, were all the memes that were going to take off and decided to travel back in time so they could be the person to do all of the memes this is just like um what's that it's that one movie that you really liked uh the the the, the one where the guy goes into an alternate world where the beatles didn't exist and he's the one yesterday basically, okay yeah 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 so, so what if it was yesterday but somebody wanting to be like the meme lord of of the internet like okay, they're the so one. i've been stricken by a bus i wake uh -huh. up i say I'm going to become Alex from Target. Alex from Target? You don't remember the Alex from Target kid that was just no. some dude that was at Target and so he got a free ride from college? Wait, oh, was this the kid that did like the dress up, like he dressed in cowboy boots and like did the cool spin and then like got a got a free ride from college? Like, no, the, you're oh, thinking oh, of the fun little yodeling boy in Walmart. Yodeling it's boy. Fine. No, Man, no, no, there's no, a no. lot. There's just I, lots the, of like the weird yodeling boy kids. also got some pretty crazy collabs, which good, good for yodeling kid from Walmart. <laughs> no, Alex from Target was maybe the blueprint. He was just some dude at, that worked at Target that went trending because I guess he was cute enough. Um, and then he got to go to Ellen and got a free ride for college. Man, I wish I was hot enough to get a free ride from college. This is fucked up. Uh, is, yeah, you I'm know. Like, 
oh man <laughs> that's what you get for never working at target i'm sure that if you worked at target you uh, would have gotten a free ride if i to worked college. if i worked at target dressed in my poppy fashion i would one one of two things one scare some boomers two get a free ride to college by win win baby win 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 yeah that's all i fucking that's my life goals man which i think is also kind I of i still what don't know what the for. goal of the game is am i trying to be the meme or am i trying to catch the memer i think you're trying to catch the meme and it's just okay so this, yes you yes. when you when you cut me off and i said trying to find the first instance of 69 being used in neopets you well, thought no, it was a no, bad no, idea no, but that would be the game right no because it's i think you're trying to see the i, I guess the really a kind of we're trying to figure out what our narrative is first because it's like okay you're you work for this agency that's all about seeing discrepancies in time travel but you got assigned like the major people at this company are the people that like went back and like tried to um uh try to like collect a thousand dollars and hide it away so it would gain so much interest like that's what your company is that's what their job is is trying to stop time travel people from we're trying to time stop travel. time travelers from going but, back in time and making all the good sports bets yes and but you are the person working the table for like the shitty time travel jobs so like you are <laughs> you're going through old shit posts trying to find out where this guy ended up and you can only find his trail by going through old message boards that's what this is this is like a file management sim where it's like you know like the, in the levels of doki doki where you actually have to go into the code and like type things in drag and drop things what if it's a game like that where it's like you're trying to find you're going through this old like person's laptop or you're going through their old data history or you got to go through some old like time capsule message boards where it's like i think there's actually a website that does that i think i i don't know if it's called time time capsule but all they do is is they take snapshots of message boards before they are wiped and i think it's called the go back machine that's um, cool the way back yeah. machine the way back machine yes um and i'm wondering if like this is like kind of what this is is like you're the company that has and I'm all just of this scrolling data. through photos and if i see somebody laying on the ground in a weird spot i gotta be like up oh, that's planking i know that yeah and then maybe you have so to it's just a mean trivia game no i'm trying to i'm trying to do the system where it's like you're you know this person's go, went back in time to try and be the start of every meme or whatever and what and maybe do i do that's... i'm just d deleting all of his shit i see the photo of him laying on the ground and i say that's planking dork and so okay, i flag so... that one click on his profile and i'm like what else you been up to huh oh, you got a you got a has cheeseburger there. meme in here and i keep scrolling through his stuff and i'm like nothing else nothing else looks suspect here oh that's what it is you're just running around erasing people's dumb jokes from the history books <laughs> you're a corrections agency yeah I don't know okay. well how much deeper it gets other than meme recognition. What, okay, so let's take – there's this one game I just saw. It's called Observation Duty. Do you, have you ever heard of that game? I Never. think Markiplier might have played it. Um, basically, what it is is you are operating the cameras of this house, and you can swap between all of the different rooms, but there are anomalies that happen in each one of these rooms that you need to then report. So it's like, hey, this chair moved to the other side of the room. This painting is different. This bottle is missing. These shoes are now like on the ceiling or something. Or like, hey, there's a guy standing outside the window. Then you just go to like, you go to your tabs and then you, what are you reporting? It's like uh, moved object in the bedroom. 
Um, but if you if enough anomalies happen, you basically get taken over. You lose. Um, so it's like, could you do this sort of anomaly thing where it's like, okay, you need to stop every time this kid went back in time and is making all of these shit posts and you need to make sure all of them get deleted in enough time before he goes viral and if he goes viral then it changes the 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 the, the space-time continuum of your job forever and i'm just trying to think is like is there something there or is this kind of just like it's fun but it doesn't go deep enough I think it's. I think it just doesn't go deep enough. I. I okay. just don't know where where it evolves. So mm. I think. I think give I'm going to move then. on. Give me. Give me. Yeah, this. Game, this one's a throwback to a couple months ago because oh. I was digging through all of the things that I have bookmarked that I had never got around to in case there were any gems in it. Um, uh-huh. Let me hit you with this one. Chris at Detective Slowpoke suggests Judge Dread, but with tax. Judge Dread, but with taxes. Accountant. <laughs> Auditor, executioner. <laughs> so, what do you what do you know about Dread? Like, do you have you are you familiar with his comic books? I'm familiar that he has a very big chin. I know that he eventually starts <laughs> killing people that are the embodiments of death. I know that yeah, there's an old movie wild, where they cast um, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. Stallone as dread and it's really cool and then like five minutes into the movie he takes the helmet off and he's just yeah. alone for the rest of the movie and that's the biggest <laughs> disappointment and i know there's, that there's, there's a new a fun, one that's a essentially just that. <laughs> slow-mo camera american the raid and you i haven't seen it though dude i'm gonna blow your mind wait you haven't seen the new dread movie no. Well, you say okay, new, but it came dude, out in like 2013, bud. Yeah, it is. It's kind of a bummer that it did. That is, dude. That movie's so fucking good. When I come up to see you this weekend, uh, guess we're what? Watch we're it. watching Dread because I think you have three nephews that are all younger than Dread. 2013. Fuck, I do have siblings. I do not siblings. I do have. I do <laughs> also have nephews that are younger. <laughs> um. No. Uh. What's it called? Uh. You know Cersei from Game of Thrones. Yeah. She plays like this fucking slow-mo like like uh drug addict mob boss. Like she's awesome. Hell in this yeah. Movie. Yeah, she's so fucking cool. She has like her hair all short and she's tatted up and she's badass. She's so cool. So she what fires if Judge Dredd guns. was really good at math though. Okay, so okay, so <laughs> tax season is coming up, but it's treated like is this just like the moment July happens? Is it just auditors hunt you down until you pay your taxes and you are yes. just playing an oh man. I think uh, that what, you... <laughs> are, you, are you playing dread going around and hunting down I no, mean it would be you kind play, of no you it would play be kind as, of funny. <laughs> you play as somebody trying to fill their taxes out and you have such a small amount of time before the dread accountants get to you and they're would gonna it... kick your butt. Would it be funnier to play this game as Judge Dredd or Accountant Dredd and all of the people that are doing tax evasion is like, but they treat it as like hardcore crime. You know, it, like tax evasion is a, it, it, what's the term? A white collar crime. It's where it's like only rich people do it. Um, what if, hold on, wait a minute. I got it. You're hunting down NFT makers. I'm totally on board with this. What's what that, if what Doom tra- Guy helped you with your taxes? What if Doom Guy? So how would Doom Guy, the embodiment of rage and 
um, and purity against demons, what would he do uh-huh. for you? But instead what? of him running around in hell and front kicking a zombie, somebody walks in and they're like some like small normal person. They're like, could you help me? And judge like you know how there was that scene in Doom 2016, the part two, the sequel to the sequel to Doom 2016, where he sees gods? a detective. He sees a he sees a little like professor guy, and he kind of uh-huh. walks over to him and grabs the little security oh, key yeah. card on around his neck and just drags him over yeah, while to he's the in key a roller card chair. Button. Yeah, yeah, it's so fucking funny. <laughs> I want that vibe, but for a man that is helping people with their taxes, just the like the angry and disappointed and frustrated vibe of being like at any moment he could go ape shit and throw everything in this room out the window, but he is just going to sit over your shoulder and be like, "You forgot to carry the two. How is that a game? How is that a game? Other it's a than lot of like- quick time events, and you have to. It's <laughs> so are you? Are you? Are you basically trying to fill out your taxes? But if you fail it wrong, Doom Guy rips no, your spine out. I've is decided that- actually, you're playing as Doom Guy, and you have okay. you run a little tax helper company and you have Uh eight people that have come in to help with their taxes and at different times you will have to sprint over to their little zone where they're filling out their paperwork and like reach over their shoulder and slam your hand on the desk and you just kind of like point them at what they need to fill out you are being a very helpful gentleman helping them fill out their taxes but it's with all of the weight and terrifying power of the doom guy slamming his finger at things pointing people in the right direction it's a lot of quick time events it's it's a little bit diner dash but first person and very angry i don't know if i'm feeling it i'll be honest with you because i'm like Okay. okay it's just angry angry guy slam table and he yells taxes but i'm like it's it's i i think we've all seen wolf of wall street that's a good point it's it's been done (laughs) let's let's go back to basics on this one so they reckon they wanted to do so for those that don't know judge dread is a comic book series that's been going on for something i think like 30 years now 30 40 years now and it's a continuous story where this this is a overpopulated dystopian world where the whole world basically got nuked and they've all uh, like all of humanity has been corralled into these things called mega cities and rather than having a complicated like a full justice system where there's like your your peace officers and then your courtrooms there's this like no they're like fuck that we're just gonna put all of that into one guy one guy with a gun that has explosive rounds in it and he's gonna come up he's gonna assess oh are you breaking the law right now okay that's about mm, 30 years in jail come with me um, and then he just throws you in jail. So sort of like, oh, you uh, murdered somebody. Well, I guess I got to kill you now. So how can we take that same level of like fucking extra and apply it to people that are avoiding taxes or tax evasion? I think that's the area we should be focusing on. So, so it, it, you do want to do a game where we just hunt down petty crime. Well, I don't actually know if tax evasion is a petty crime. It feels I, like it's a, a federal offense. It's a federal offense because your taxes are are you know that's federal money um so it is i i'm I'm pretty sure it's a federal crime Uh, i don't know how taxes work really i just know that uncle sam comes around and he says do you pay taxes yeah you want to put that well that's the thing is i definitely pay my taxes and i just don't know that uncle sam's giving me mine back at the end no he's not it's most of our money goes to frivolous bullshit um so uh (laughs) I don't want to get into that because that's a dumb, that's a, but there, there are people in the office. Okay. I'm on it now. There are people in office eating off of plates that are $30,000. I'm like, I, you could feed somebody with that. Go fuck yourself. All right. So, 
I'm mad I can now. get you off of it if you would like. I have another submission. All right. All right. I'm sorry. We failed you. Uh, we tried, but give us I'm another sorry. Give we don't know enough about Judge Dredd or taxes. This comes from No Romo at TJ the... Garcia 1. Saw, but it's Nickelodeon Double man. Dare. Saw, but it's... Ooh. <laughs> um, are kids getting killed in this, AJ? Is that, was, no, that what's going on? No, I think that... Um, Is the slime... SpongeBob just comes acid? on the microphone, and he says, I want to see how much slime you're willing to eat. <laughs> it's just... Wait, hold on. This is on brand because SpongeBob does ride a bike because he can't drive. So uh-huh. he just roll uh-huh. he uh-huh. just rolls up in that little tricycle that the saw dude does, the little puppet. And he says, <laughs> Would you like to play a game? <laughs> That's a horrible SpongeBob. Wow. I All don't right. do impersonations. Sorry, impersonations are the lamest form of comedy. <laughs> anyway, um so SpongeBob comes in and he asks you whether or not he will you want to play a game, and then he makes you eat like Three gallons worth of Nickelodeon gack. Uh, uh, okay, but we got to like take the saw method of like there has there is a way you can win. Um, is okay. So you are locked are some up. The, th- the only way you can get out is if you eat enough gack to get to the key, and then oh you my can God. unlock your cuffs and leave. <laughs> Wait, you know, be so fucking like horrific. So this is a game. Um, the story is is that. You were part of the audience that was watching, like, Dare um, back in the 90s, and, like, you decided to stay behind or whatever. You committed the sin of, like, oh, I want to get on the Dare set. Um, You and your group of friends get on the Dare set, and it just turns out, like, SpongeBob comes to live, and he's like, all right, for breaking the law and staying on the the dare set you're gonna play my own version of it now so it's just like you're you're fighting for your life to get out of this nickelodeon warehouse i've never seen double dare and so i decided to go ahead and look it up everything i know about double dare has been exclusively through osmosis so i went ahead Uh and looked up nickelodeon double dare is it just the big nose was that kind of the only bit that they had was the big nose I will be honest with you. I was not a Nickelodeon kid, uh, so there's I a know big nose about... that's spewing Nickelodeon slime down out of it, and I, it's, it's just, just that like eight times. There's so many photos of this one big nose. It's just you. If I remember correctly, it's just like two sides constantly daring each other to do shit, and if they didn't do it, they got like slimed. But then you can also like. Double no, I think dare. it's a game show because I think this lady's throwing an egg into a bucket on another guy's head in this photo that I found. Yeah, because that's that you you're given challenges and oh, but okay. you can. But then I think where the name it, actually, we, I don't know why this is coming back to me. Why is it called double can, dare? Uh, because you can if you were dared to do an activity, you can then double dare your opponent to do the activity instead, if I remember correctly. Okay. Um, so imagine saw. So like you and I. We snuck into the lot of Nickelodeon. We stayed behind, uh-huh. and now SpongeBob has us has us by the throats. Um, and it's now like a fight for survival, where it's like, okay, I'm clearly want to get out of this, so that means anytime I'm gonna get something that could like maim me, I'm gonna double dare it to you. But if you take it and you succeed, I think it's I think then I get double the punishment or whatever. So instead of losing one arm, I lose both of my arms. So it's just like, how long can you go? I don't want like, anyone I, to get hurt. It's Nickelodeon. It's a safe space. Blake, I've sent you a photo yeah, of a Nickelodeon double dare. Yeah, um, saw, could you dude? tell like, me what is happening people... in this image? Well, I think the purpose of Saw is so that it's all self-inflicted misery, which I think might still be what Nickelodeon's double dare is. 
I have bro, a photo I, that I sent I to have you. No, I'm looking at it and I'm like, it's a dude in a high chair with a bit with a baby bonnet on. There's, I think, his daughter behind him hyping him up. I think. You're Actually, right. You know he so is a man in a. It is a full grown man in a baby AJ, this, bonnet in a high AJ, chair. This guy Would you looks also like, your dad. like to point out? <laughs> this guy looks like does. your dad. <laughs> hey, the, <laughs> hey, there is something that's very upsetting about this photo about the man he, in the high chair just like a baby and i want I think, you to pick out what it is and i'll let you know when you've hit it i think it's like it's he's holding a nope it's like not what a, he's holding okay i do want to explain to people he's holding a a bowl of what looks to be pudding like white uh-huh. pudding um he's wearing elbow pads and knee pads yep, there it is reason. there it is that's exactly what i'm so concerned about this man is strapped into a high chair full-grown man baby bonnet has a bowl of something and he is padded up he's got knee pads and elbow pads and a helmet and safety goggles i don't know what he's going to get blasted with but i am so nervous for this man oh. Fuck, he's... <laughs> Why is he hey, man, so safe take... in this high chair? <laughs> he's got to take a... T- yeah, he's also wearing a helmet underneath that bonnet, isn't he? Yes. What is he's happening? So it's so what is, weird. What are they going to do to him? Is that just... Do you think that's just part of the outfit for the show? Like, man, I no, love talking about she's shit a contest- you and I... <laughs> No, because the woman... The other woman in this photo is a contestant as well. And Whoa, she's not protected right. at all. She's what just going to watch this man get... What is going to happen to him? That's terrifying. Does he have to fucking go? Does he have to do like as soon as he finishes it, he has to like go do an obstacle course or some shit? Oh, what man. Could, what could he possibly be protecting himself from? And more know. concerningly, who designed this? Because what we have here so, is we have some sort of game that has been designed wherein somebody has to dress up like a baby, but will uh-huh. be harmed enough that they need to be wearing elbow pads, knee pads and a full helmet. So that's that. I mean, bro, like let's saw like that's the submission is like like saw is you, you die. You do the activity or you die in a very creative, bad way. This you guy, think they just got the, you think they just have the jackass slappy hand right off frame of this photo? And- <laughs> or, oh, man, I wonder if they would do a thing where it's because this is like a really big high chair. I wonder if they're just like underneath him is some sort of lever that's going to just basically throw him off of the chair because that feels yeah, like maybe something he's right just, maybe he's just going to be thrown he's just going to be thrown into a slime pit off of this chair oh my god okay so we're coming up on the 50 minute mark you and i we need to pick a nug i think it's our it's hey, our apparently that's game. pete wentz i don't know who that is you don't know who pete wentz is no i'm not a nickelodeon kid i don't know that's fine Moving on. I was I was a Samurai Jack kid, which was on Boomerang slash. Uh, I don't think that's Cartoon Pete Network. Wentz, but the photo is labeled sneak peek of Pete Wentz <laughs> competing on Nickelodeon's Pete. Double Dare. <laughs> I don't think that's Pete Wentz. Sneak peek, like find out if he survives next next Tuesday at eleven. <laughs> Come watch Double Blake, Dare. Blake, we need to pick a nug. Yeah. All right. It's either it's I I, I mean like I like our Double Dare game, but there isn't like much. There's no teeth to it. Really, there's no game here. It was really just you and I being concerned about what the fuck is going on in Double Dare. So I think it's our I think it's our racing game. I also think it's our racing game wherein you get to hunt down and sabotage your friend's stuff. You can watch cutscenes so that you don't get bad things to happen to you, or you can skip them and bad things do happen to you. And there's constant little in-world activities like volcanoes erupting and fish flying through the air. What's okay? Okay, so this this brings up a good point. So it's like if this is like kind of a sandboxy game where you can find things in the environment to 
then further your goals, I think that's where our modifiers can come in. For those that don't know, on our Patreon, for two bucks a month, you can submit modifiers on our Discord. This week's modifier is... Blake! Weapons. If I may. <laughs> yes, what's up? Before we can really lock down our weapons, I think it's important for us to figure out what this game looks like. Uh, I was picturing it just looked like Hitman, like a photo real like photo realistic game. Okay, yeah, so it's a little like, bit. So it's like the. I was imagining something similar to Mafia because whenever I think of a race thing, I think of the Mafia Two or Mafia Three race scene. Oh, that's a cool. Okay, where I, your I, car is sabotaged before the race, making uh, a very difficult race that you have to okay. do. Okay, okay, so it's like kind of it's photo real, but still kind of like proportions are a little bit video game looking yeah 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 um, okay okay i i dig that yes i dig that and the i, I think it's also good that we keep photo real because then we're going to be able to get all of those those guys or the then we're going to be able to get all those people who play who still play like realistic driving sims um still get them in yeah on, we can on, get on those gran turismo thing. fans into our zone <laughs> thank you i was trying to think of the name but i just couldn't it just was not coming to me so are you okay so it's a photo real game Let's find some weapons. So <laughs> this comes from Gazer. Every weapon is a reference to movies only a film major cares about. But this yes, is so you're... good. <laughs> Are they all driving movies or is it just movies in general? Like I think it's movies in general, right? Like there's going to be uh... one we air quotes weapon that's just a bar of soap. And people are going to be like, oh, whoa, like Fight Club. And that's just for us uh... film majors. Oh, so it's not like it's not like the real obvious ones, like the katana from Kill Bill. No, like no, I think oh, it's even. No. I think it's so much better if it's references that only oh, fucking uppity fucking up film majors like you and me would get. Like you're oh. right, there needs to be a Kill Bill <laughs> reference. It's not the the two options for the Kill Bill reference is either the yellow jumpsuit or the ball and chain that is used in Kill Bill Two. Oh, that's right, because the, the, the lady kicks it, if I remember yes, correctly. Like the cool little, soccer the... ball thing that is locked to her feet, like a, <laughs> like a skippo. <laughs> uh, another one's vinyl records because of Shaun of the Dead, because they throw vinyl records at the zombies. You know uh, what? Here's the thing. I, yo, I, I worry that that's not movie-themed enough. Might I propose to you Cornetto ice cream? Corn oh okay okay so we're getting to more like theoretical okay yes i wanted i wanted to be like vague references that are all movie references but only in mm -hmm. a way that like only a like fucking film major would be like oh it's like this okay let me i'll give you one i'll give you one it's a giant cannon but regardless of where you shoot it it always ends up into somebody's eye is that one too is that one a little bit too vague is for that, you or is that wanted no <laughs> is that george... clockwork orange no it's night it's like it's george melier's uh, trip to the moon from 1912 because oh. <laughs> <laughs> in that because those yes. that don't know the whole plot of that is that it's a it's a it's the first sci-fi movie uh ever made where basically People wanted to go to space, so they just built a giant gun and put people in a big bullet, and then they literally shot it into the moon's eye, and it was just some guy with, like, a prosthetic, like, really bad prosthetic face with a bullet in his eye, and it was, oh, it's just so stupid. This yeah. rules. Hardcore, yes, hardcore. it's just <laughs> shitty references like this. And, like, we're going to use the term weapon, but, like, really, they're just, like, puzzle pieces that you can use around the world to, like, activate different scenes. 
<laughs> okay, this one also, because uh, I think, you know, we got to come up with something. I think that would be really funny. Um, this brings, this one comes to us from Totodile, a swordfish. Hear me out on this one. I think it would be so much fun to have one weapon that is consistent every level, but its use can be so different every time it, you every, it, uh, during every level. So it's like the first level happens. There's a well, swordfish. I'm only I'm imagining it as just one big open level. I don't think there are multiple levels in this thing. I think it's just like one really big no, world. No, dude, and like you when can you're take doing... this swordfish to different scenes no, and because, different moments. Like you tour. Like if you're if you're part of a racing circuit, you're touring. Like you, there are different racetracks around the country. So, like, let's say this is this all takes place in Europe, where racing is a huge thing over there because they have like, uh, what is that? What is the one cup? Um, the Italian one. Uh, the spaghetti uh, cup. This <laughs> is that problematic. Should you have not said that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it certainly wasn't nice to Italians, but I also don't know if like we're at a point where I can get in trouble for making fun of Italians. I... <laughs> <laughs> My good sir, this is the internet. There, <laughs> Hold on, I, I need to find out, because the only thing that's coming to my mind is like Stanley it's Cup. It's the Piston Cup. The Piston Cup, there we go, thank is you. It, is it the Piston Cup? Hold on, I might be thinking, I think it's called the Piston Cup because I'm thinking of Cars 2. Italian uh, racing, uh, racing event. Uh... It is. Uh, the Piston uh, Cup is in Cars 1. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, uh, the, the Grand Prix. There we go. God, Jesus. It doesn't have yeah. cup in it at all. <laughs> <laughs> so you're doing the Grand Prix, and that takes place at different locations, like throughout the country or through the continent. So that's why I think each level... It should to do that cycles. You have this new each sandbox. Thirty minute chunk. To, yeah, it's each thirty minute chunk is going to be like you have the sandbox. You have all these cutscenes. You have all these advancing relationships. You have all and of then these you do the race. And then you do the race with all of the weird conditions that happen. So it's like you find out everything got sabotaged and the race was super easy for you to win. So you have to win each race. Like this is like Hot Wheels, um, the the Hot Wheels game. I've been playing a crap ton of it. That came out where it's like at the major story beats you have to get first place there's no other option so but that's this that's every race in this game so you have to do the sandbox stuff and do the race but if you fail the race guess what you go you go back to the sandbox and you got to figure out okay what is the optimum path or the optimum things i could be doing during this sandbox phase to make give myself the best chances at the race um and i wonder if there's like there's going to be people that would do like a a pacifist run where they just they call it an honest run where it's like they don't an honest like, run the, i love the, that no foul play just spending money on car upgrades yeah and then that you just car upgrades and doing a, a, a building your relationship with your team so um, again okay. the fish yes. the fish is just a the swordfish is I something think, that will be at yes. each one of these different levels and will have so many uses there's just something so I, I like that because there's something so weird about um having a your continue your your consistent item just be something so fucking random that you wouldn't i don't think you'd see a swordfish at a racing thing so it's like okay what are some of the things that we can I'm, it starts off really simple you can first use thing first thing tire. you can use a swordfish for is of course stabbing somebody uh -huh. 
but then second it gets thing you wh- can use a swordfish for is eating. You could give it to a cool chef, and they will make no, a delicious no, meal no. Small, for you. AJ, small beans, small beans, small beans. This is this is like the next big thing you can do. Guess what? When you get to like the third or fourth race, you find out next to your swordfish, or like you go to the other person's pit. There's a spare uniform for your arch rival just sitting there. If you put the swordfish in that rival in in that outfit, they're gonna think that's the racer. And then guess what? You just have a swordfish uh, driving on the racetrack. And for some reason, the car moves, but it's just not very good. I it's think a good be fish. So it's a good driver. Um, <laughs> I might have proposed the idea that in one level, you can set the swordfish free and you gain a friend on the racetrack that will then let you park your car oh. on top of him and he'll drive you through a big shortcut. Whoa. <laughs> it just gets really cartoony after a while. Okay, mm-hmm. I dig that. I do dig that. But it's like everything else is realistic except for that one thing or like the yes. swordfish just has this magical quality about it that allows it to just ignore certain realities. I love that. What I are we calling this the game? Swordfish. What are we calling it? Is is it um what is there like what's a good slang word for a race? I don't know. I've, it's been a while since I've watched Fast and the Furious. Um, car slang. Let me look this up. Ooh, Dizzy is good for uh, deuces. Oh, man. Uh, okay, clunker, heap, job. <laughs> Ooh, I got one for you. Dizzy Daytona. Yeah. Dizzy Daytona, Dizzy Daytona is not bad. Dizzy Daytona like also da- sounds like a guy's name. <laughs> oh, that's our main character, Dizzy Daytona. There. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, there it is, Dizzy Daytona. Give uh, well, uh, Dizzy it, again. Like everybody gets to play a character, though. So I don't know if I'm feeling the idea. Of, I think Dizzy Daytona. Is the name of the game. I don't think it's the character's name because okay, it's a multiplayer fine. game. All right. That's fine. I mean, it's just like because we have the Daytona 500. So it's like this is just a a wild and wacky day- version of the Daytona. Or like I like some it. Other I like Dizzy race. Daytona. Dizzy Daytona. It rolls, off, it rolls off the tongue. All right. Hey, dude, that was fun. That's Let's go game. to Patch Notes. Let's go to Patch Notes. Hello, Alrighty. everybody, and welcome to Patch Notes. Blake and I have some... Tragic news for you all this week. I'm so sorry. Tragic for them. Exciting for me. Fuck, dude. I'm going up to San Francisco to visit my best friend in the whole freaking world. And we thought about it and we were like, oh, would it be cool to do an episode in person? We thought "Mm, it would be nice just to, I think, turn this trip into something really healthy and not worry about it. Where AJ and I, because he and I haven't seen each other since like July. And that's like forever ago. So we're just going to take some time. Um, we're going to be hitting up the Animaguchi concert. So if they play Cheap Shop, you know we're going to record it and put it on our Twitter. Like, because it'll be great. I'm very excited for you to come down and visit. So, no episode next week, but we will be back the week after, same as our normal schedule. If you'd like to see a little bit of us through the week, because you're going to miss us, then check out (laughs) our YouTube channel. We have Let's Plays going up there throughout the week. We have two different series going on right now, which is the Mario 3D World playthrough and a playthrough of Project Tango, which is maybe one of my favorite games I've played in a while. God, it's so much fun. We're actually getting close to finishing it. So if you want to go online and binge it and hang out with us for a little bit and watch us crack some jokes, we'd love to have you. Until then, stay safe, stay healthy, and listen to more Poppy, please. It's just, she's just so good, dude. 
As always, our as always, our intro and outro music is Cheap Shot by Anna Monaguchi, an excellent song from an excellent band for an excellent game. I've been one of your hosts, AJ Hart. And I have been your other host, Blake Rea. This has been Spiritual Successor, and these are cool games that should not be made. <laughs>